Welcome to Hogue MD, a new medical podcast by physicians for physicians. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Hogue MD podcast, where we'll dive deep into the backgrounds of the talented physicians being recruited to Orange County and the groundbreaking clinical work being done at the highest ranked hospital in Orange County. Our guest today is Dr. Stephen Q. Wong, who is the medical director of dermatologic oncology at Hogue Family Cancer Institute a board-certified dermatologist and fellowship-trained Mohs micrographic surgeon focusing on the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of melanoma, squamous cell cancer, basal cell cancer, and other skin cancers. Dr. Wong has an expertise in using technology to detect early-stage skin cancers while avoiding unnecessary skin biopsies. His clinical practice is focused on the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of skin cancers using non-invasive treatment approaches, including Mohs micrographic surgery and reconstruction to minimize scarring. Known for his compassionate expert approach, Dr. Wong is a believer in addressing patients' emotional health along with their physical well-being. Now, in addition to caring for patients, Dr. Wong is actively involved in clinical and basic research with a focus on melanoma detection, photoprotection, and application of artificial intelligence in skin cancer detection. Dr. Wong has published more than 100 articles in peer-reviewed scientific journals and academic textbooks, written five books, and has lectured throughout the world on the topics of skin cancer detection, treatment, and prevention. Dr. Wong joined Hogue after spending 16 years at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, where he served as the head of dermatology section and director of dermatologic surgery and dermatology. He also served as associate professor at Whale Medical College of Cornell University in New York City. Dr. Wong is the co-founder of the Nanodermatology Society and serves as the president of the Photodermatology Society and chair of the Photobiology Committee of the Skin Cancer Foundation. How about that intro? Welcome to the Hogue MD podcast, Dr. Wong. Uh, Thank you very much for the kind introduction, Eric. Okay, we're going to have a discussion today about the importance of maintaining sun protection during the winter months. So let's talk about this. What do you think patients get wrong about skin cancer prevention during the winter months, and then what role can primary care physicians play and other doctors play in helping patients protect themselves during the winter? Great question. Uh, I think most of the time people think that they don't really need any sun protection during the winter time, mainly because... They think that the sun is not as strong, um, but the problem is, the reality is that you can get UV radiation exposure even in a cloudy day, And number one. And number two, because where we are in Southern California, and the winter here is really mild, and you can get 50, 60 degrees, you can still have plenty of sunshine. So patients do need to protect themselves from UV exposure from the sun. The challenge for a lot of primary care physicians is that, uh, first of all, the primary care physicians are the first line of defense, and they take care of so many different problems. Mm-hmm. And we just don't have enough dermatologists in the field to take care of, to detect skin cancer. In the ideal world, the primary care physician should be trained. Everyone, they should be knowledgeable in how to, how to do so. But the challenge is that a lot of times the primary care physician is taking care of like six, seven different problems. By the time you get down to skin cancer, getting down to prevention, uh, something we just don't have time as a primary care physician. Um, I think something that should be in, uh, wrapped around in this entire healthcare message, uh, prevention message, that they should exercise, they should eat right, and at the same time, uh, they should remember prevent, protect themselves from the sun. And there are other ways to protect other than sunscreen, right? Totally, totally. And I think a lot of us think sunscreen is a first line of defense. It's actually that is not true. Um, We think about the comprehensive strategy that is sun avoidance, meaning that uh, uh, avoid 
peak hour exposure from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock and uh, using shade, uh, using uh, sitting under the awning, underneath the trees, and then wear protective clothing, hats, and uh, UV protective clothing, or just long sleeve shirts and pants. And at very last, you're thinking about sunscreen. Um, and for summertime, if you go in outdoor, you need SPF above 50, and you want to use water-resistant products so that um, you know it doesn't get washed off when you jump into the ocean for a swim. Uh, but for if you're just walking back and forth from home to work and in the wintertime, SPF 30 should be more than adequate. I imagine uh, sometimes for these primary care physicians, a patient will walk into their office and they've noticed something on their skin and they're concerned about it. And maybe the first thing they say is, oh, well, my father had skin cancer or my mother had skin cancer. Should I be concerned about this? So I guess how much of a role do genetics play when it comes to melanoma and other skin cancers? Genetics plays a major role. Okay. Um, and there are certain genes that we know. Uh, for instance, a patient with XP, xeroderma pigmentosum, a patient with basal cell nevus syndrome, and those pe- patients are almost 100% with developed skin cancer. But vast majority of the patients, they have... Uh, genes and that, uh, for instance, that they give you the hair color, the eye color, the skin color. And those patients, those genes have to interplay, interact with the environment. If someone who had a lot of sun exposure, and for those individuals, they have high risk for developing skin cancer. Uh, but if someone protect themselves and they don't get sunburn, and the risk goes down tremendously. You know, education is so important, and you just mentioned how much time maybe a primary care physician uh, might spend with a patient, and you're the one that's learning all of these new technologies, and you're the one that's up to date on all the research, so maybe you can help us with, you know, detailing what are maybe some of the innovative technologies that Hogue is deploying to better detect skin cancer at an early age that you're excited about and primary care physicians would like to hear about. Yeah, great. A couple things, uh, three things I should uh, talk about. Uh, the goal is always try to detect skin cancer at the earliest stage and, uh, and also avoiding lots and lots of unnecessary biopsy because anytime you biopsy a patient, you leave the physical, emotional trauma, and patients just really don't really like it. Um, there are three technologies that I want to mention. One is something called a dermoscope. It's been around for maybe uh, more than 15, 20 years, and uh, that device allows us to see lesions and to see structures underneath the skin that you cannot see with naked eye. So in the hands of experienced user, your diagnostic accuracy will go up maybe more than 25%, number one. A second thing is uh, something we will bring to Hogue, hopefully in the spring of this year, is this a Vectra 360 total body photography unit. Uh, imagine you sort of walk into this, um, like, I don't know, um, uh, space track, uh, Star Trek uh, era type of uh, 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 space, and uh, you, you you hold your hand up as if you were going through the TSA checkpoint, mm-hmm. and in less than one second, 40 cameras fire simultaneously and captures your entire body, and the computer stitches all the images together, create this 3D avatar of your body. And it's such a high-resolution uh, image that you can see all the individual lesions. And also the machine has all this artificial intelligence algorithm that will help me as a dermatologist to compare and to track lesions, to pick up lesions that's suspicious for melanoma. Uh, last technology that we are trying to deploy is something what I call a dermatology on demand. Um, essentially what it is is you know, a lot of times 
uh, you can imagine the scenario, a patient walk into a primary care's office, it's pointed to him, it's like, what is this thing on yep. my arm? And I'm really worried about it. And uh, a primary care physician says, okay, go see dermatologist. And there's a, usually four to six lead time before they can get to see someone. And then not to mention, you sort of take days off, you drive there, you sit in the office. And uh, you know what? 70% of the time, most of the lesions that's picked up, mentioned by the f- patients, it turns out to be totally fine. So what we will do is we're actually going to try to deploy this program, this pilot program that will give a special scope and uh, iPhone device to the primary care physician. And uh, when those kind of scenario arises, they can take a picture and the photo will send to me. I will turn around and give you an answer back within 24 to 48 hours wow. and tell you whether something this is benign, you don't have to worry about it, or you have to come to see a dermatologist. So we collapse the wait time from four to six weeks to two days. In addition, we save people the trip to a dermatologist, right? And so this access, convenience, uh, so those is just a couple of things that we have. And there's like, tons of other technology we can talk about tape stripping to pull off the like RNA, DNA of a lesion and then run through it to sort of see if something is malignant or, or not. So so those are the cool things that uh, we are trying to deploy at Hoke. Yeah, and in a way, you, you sort of answered my next question. How are you and your colleagues really shaping the future of skin cancer prevention uh, here in Orange County? I mean, so many exciting things you're working on. What are some other things that you guys are excited about and how you feel you know, you're shaping the treatment? I think the biggest thing is it's a team effort, right? And uh, I'm I'm really honored that you're asking me about melanoma, skin cancer. And we have another colleague, Dr. Thomas Wong, who is a surgeon and uh, who is really talented. He's tasked is to take care of patients with advanced stage melanoma, advanced stage sarcoma. Uh, we also have uh, a team of medical oncologists, and uh, we have uh, great pathologists, dermatopathologists, radiologists, and the radiation oncologists, and they have really, really great, amazing like devices, you know, and to treat cancers in general. So we all work together as a team and to take care of the patient. We have you know, whenever we run into difficult cases, we have tumor board, and uh, we discuss the case, we review the pathology, we review the radiology, and the films, the CAT scan, the MRI, and formulate the plan and to take care of the patient. So the team approach is really, really critical uh, in taking care of patients. You know, in your intro, we were talking about how passionate you are when it comes to addressing a patient's emotional and physical well-being. And so how do you work with the referring physician to maintain that standard of care for the patient's physical and emotional health, you know, as a team when you're working with a referring physician? I think one of the biggest things to be mindful of is, uh, you know, whenever a patient is worried, they have potential possibility of cancer. The key is they have to get into that specialist office as quickly as possible. The wait, let's say it just takes two weeks, it's agony, pure agony, right? Uh, what we want to do is basically create access, easy, create this great access. Um, you call our office, we will try to get you in as quickly as possible. 
Uh, in fact, there's a special Cancer Institute Physician Concierge Line, and uh, the number is 949-764-3100. Again, 949-764-3100. So you just call that number directly, right? And you will, someone on the other side, a dedicated staff will basically triage you, help you, the referring physician, to send it to the right specialist, someone like myself. If you have a patient with skin cancer with lots of moles, you call that number. I believe a dedicated staff on the other line will triage and help you get the appointment. You've been listening to Dr. Wong, a board-certified dermatologist. Dr. Wong, thank you so much for sharing all this valuable information with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right, we appreciate you listening for this episode of the Hogue MD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Hogue MD. If you haven't already, please remember to like, comment, and review. And subscribe to catch all our future episodes.